It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as we continue along in this first week of June 2020. And certainly, as we all know, 2020 has not been kind. Um, Before we begin with our program and our Redskins content, we're going to hear from offensive coordinator Scott Turner uh, in two different parts. And this is going to take over multiple episodes because Turner... Uh, spoke for so long last week with reporters. Uh, we were able to secure the audio thanks to Redskins.com, uh, Redskins Public Relations, and my buddy Tom Brock Plyman over at 106.7 The Fan. Before we begin with that and we put uh, 1995 in the time machine theme uh, this week, we wanted to tell you two different things. One, This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. That's rockauto.com. Go there now. That's number one and very important. Number two Not Redskins-related, but Washington, D.C. area-related, certainly sports-related. The legendary Wes Unseld has passed away. Now, for those of you that are really young and you may have heard the name, don't know a whole lot about him, you know, a basketball icon, a legend, and what he did off the court and off the field just as important. You should read up on Wes Unseld, um, who lived a very deep and good and thorough life and made a contribution in many ways. So I would just say, and we have some links posted uh, over at redskinsreport.com, and I'll put them up elsewhere on Twitter, uh, at Locked Redskins. Uh, You know, look, I never covered him. I never met him. I never worked around him. I don't know him. Uh, He was gone by the time I moved to the area uh, in terms of the day-to-day role and operations. Uh, But the Washington Wizards, uh, you know, the Washington Bullets before that, they won a championship largely because of Wes Unseld uh, and so many great things that he did, again, on and off the court that he is part of that history. He's part of Washington, D.C. sports history. And we thought, even though it's not Redskins related, that we certainly should spend a minute or two uh, recognizing and honoring Wes Unseld, um, who, again, did so many good things. Uh, him, His family as well. Um, had a daughter, Kim, son, Wes, uh, daughter-in-law, grandchildren, um, and his wife, Connie, for 
50 plus years. Um, you know, unfortunately, just, you know, age and pneumonia, um, just getting the best of Wes Unseld. So uh, please keep him in your thoughts as we go through this unbearably awful 2020 and hope for the best. Um, and that's all we can really do, but pay honor, uh, pay uh, homage and tribute to one of the great sports icons, certainly in Washington, D.C. history, uh, and really in the sport of basketball. All right, so um, RIP to Mr. Wes Unsell. All right, so back to what we normally do here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, which is cover the Washington Redskins. Scott Turner. The new offensive coordinator, son of North Turner, as many of you know, has been with Carolina's quarterbacks coach, took over as offensive coordinator late down the stretch last year. Clearly kind of a plan, uh, I think, to get him some reps and to get him used to that. Even though Ron Rivera was gone, of course, North Turner was part of that staff. And North Turner is not coming back to the Redskins, but you could pretty much imagine that North Turner is going to be either a consultant, unpaid, unannounced, whatever it might be, to his son, Scott Turner. I mean, that's just the way it works. I mean, if you think Mike Shanahan's not helping Kyle Shanahan every day, you know, if you think A.J. Smith is not helping Kyle Smith, uh, you're nuts. Period. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? If you've got a good relationship with your pops, you're going to get help, whether it's paid or unpaid, whether it's public or unpublic. Uh, so the bottom line is, is North Turner is helping Scott Turner run this offense, uh, you know, maybe from afar or whatever. Um, so Scott Turner comes back to the Redskins. So Scott Turner comes back to the Washington, D.C. area. He, of course, grew up here. A lot of his formative years here, played high school football here, was always around the organization. I was not, but many who tell it, Rick Snyder, Grant Paulson, uh, others, John Kime, knew that Scott Turner, you know, was a, again, a, a part of, uh, around the organization all the time, and B, was going to kind of grow up into being a football coach, right? That's just what, and, and now he's got his opportunity here. So let's hear from him in part one of actually three parts. We're going to do parts one and two today, and we'll do the ne- the final part of Scott Turner on the next episode of the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Let's get to that right here, right now. Scott, thanks for doing this. Um, can you just kind of fill us in on what, um, the process is like trying to get a quarterback like Dwayne up to speed, new to the offense. How can you tell like what he's getting and, and just where he's at in his development in this offense? Well, <clears throat> obviously we can't see him doing it on the field with the uh, just the virtual meetings. But, you know, we're putting a lot of work in, um, obviously abiding by the rules that the NFL has set, uh, set forth four days a week and, you know, two hours a day. And we're, we're just kind of throwing a lot at him and, um you know, at the beginning of every meeting, we kind of we do some quizzes, tests, and just kind of just test the retention. And you know, when we're talking to him, is he speaking the language? It's pretty easy to tell if if they get it or not. And uh, Dwayne, you know, Dwayne's doing a great job. You can tell he's putting work in away from the meeting time, um, and uh, he he's working at it and doing as, as much as he can. And then the physical side of it, you know, I know he's doing a lot of it on his own. You guys, I'm sure, have all seen the pictures. You know, he looks like he's in great shape. Um, and then the time he's putting in uh, with the receivers, you know, Terry, 
uh, and Kelvin, you know, they all have been throwing together for, for some time now. So that's all positive. Um, obviously, as a coach and uh, with me, you know, you know, coming here new and putting in this new offense, I'd, I'd love to have more time with them. But it is what it is. And, um, you know, I think that we're doing a great job of making the most of the situation. Thank you. J.P. Finley. Hey, Scott, thanks for taking the time. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the receiver position. It's been widely – Ron's talked about that you guys made a run at Amari Cooper. Outside of Terry McLaurin, there's a lot of question marks there. And, and I'm just curious what you think about the receiver group you're, you're kind of inheriting. So I'm excited about it. It's a young group. You know, what we tried to do um, at every position, um, but receiver especially um, – oh, I shouldn't say especially – is we tried to create competition, bring in quality football players to create competition. And, um, you know, look at some of the additions that, that we made. Yeah, they might not be flashy names, but, you know, that's not necessarily always the best route to go either, you know. So, you know, we brought in guys in a great competition. And the beauty of this is we don't have to put – we don't have to play anybody till September 13th, for real, you know. So we don't have to set our lineup today. Um, and at any one of our positions, you know, let those guys practice um, we'll, we'll evaluate at some point we're going to practice. I'm, I'm pretty confident with that and you let these guys go and then we'll evaluate and we can, we can play the best players, you know, play the guys that give us the best, the best chance to, to win. And you talk about, you know, with our draft, I mean, um, you know, obviously with, uh, AGG and then, but even like Gibson, like, yeah, he, he, uh, you can put him at right. You can label him as a running back. You can call him whatever you want, but, he, um, you know, he played 80% of his snaps at receiver at Memphis. So he's a little bit of a guy that gives you some versatility offensively. Considering Cody Latimer's situation, how important is it for you to have at least one veteran in that receiver room? I, I never have gotten caught up in that. You know, I, want, I just want the best players possible. I don't care if they're rookies or 10th year guys, you know. Um, it, we want to we let the, like I you know, kind of said, we want them to compete and then Whoever's the best guy and get we feel like gives us the best chance to win, we'll put them out there. Now, sometimes, yeah, that is veterans because they got a little savviness to them. They've, they've played in games before. But I don't. it's not a requirement in my eyes. The, the running back situation is obviously a fascinating one. You got you added a couple of new guys, including Gibson, and then you bring back AP, Geis. Uh, we're all kind of curious where things are with Bryce Love. There's like six guys, basically. As you look at this, obviously, like you said, there's a long way to go. But what's your sense of, of this group for you and what, what makes you kind of most excited about them right now? You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing that I said, like, but with the receivers, like we, we wanted to add quality guys and create competition. You know, it's no secret that we, that we took over a team that, you know, wasn't, hasn't been in the best place. Right. And, and I mean, it's not like I'm saying anything anybody doesn't know, you know, three and 13 last year. And um, we got a long way to go to get better. And I think the way to do that, is to create competition on your roster. So we wanted to add guys. We had a guy like Peyton Barber, um, J.D. McKissick. And then uh, in the draft, you know, like I said, Gibson, that's kind of a, a tweener type player. Uh, and and just let these guys compete in practice, and we'll evaluate them as coaches and uh, and talking with Coach Rivera and, and everyone in the building. And then we'll, we'll play who we feel has, gives us the best chance to win. And what we didn't want to do is handcuff ourselves to where, hey, this is the guy and we got to play him. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So – Right now we have, we have options and we got guys that are competing. Whoever ends up the bet winning that competition is going to be better for it because they got other guys pushing them. And just as a follow up to that, uh, I think people associate your kind of offense with a with a running back that's good at both obviously running but also catching passes. Uh, Adrian Peterson, obviously a great running back, uh, 
for uh, throughout his career doesn't maybe isn't the obvious mold for you. How do you sort of envision him? And are we maybe looking at the wrong as how he fits into your offense? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, Adrian, I got a ton of respect for Adrian, and I and I spent you know three years with them in Minnesota. Um, you know, in 2015, he led the league in rushing, and I wasn't calling the plays. I was a quarterback coach, but you know. We, Whatever that I mean, that's the offense. That's the this, the offense that, that we're going to run to an extent, and it, it always changes with your personnel. Um, but you know, with Adrian and his skill set, when he's rolling, I mean, you know, he, he's going to. There's a role for for that type of for that type of back. I understand what you're saying with the pass game stuff, and you know, but he's capable of you know t- catching checkdowns and um, and those types of things. And he, he's great when you have him in there for play action passes um, when you're trying to throw the ball down the field. So I'm I'm not concerned with that, and I think. It, you look at it, um, we'll, we'll evaluate all of our players and we'll try to, that's the beauty of offensive football is like you, you, get to, you get to ask the players to do what you want to do. So if someone's not good at something, regardless of who it is, you don't, they don't have to do it, you know, with the exception, with the except, exception of offensive linemen, they got to they gotta block regardless. So, but as far as the skill players, you can ask them to do the things that they're good at. Thank you. Les Carpenter. Hey, Scott. Thanks for uh, doing this. Good to see you. Um, I, when, when you look at the last year with uh, Dwayne Haskins and you kind of study it and you're, you're working with him now, do you see a lot of positives from the end of last season that you can build on or do you see a guy that you want to rebuild completely? I mean, how do you look at that when you're, when you're sort of attacking this now? Yeah, no, I don't think you ever at this point in people's, uh, you know, careers that you want to totally rebuild them completely. I think uh, you look at him and just – a lot of playing in this league um, is just confidence. You know, uh, obviously you got to have this the skill set, which I think we all believe that uh, Dwayne does. And then, you know, a, it takes a while for guys to not not everyone, but to truly believe, hey, I can do this. You know, I can play in this league, and it's it's highly competitive, and it humbles everyone. So I think just that uh, adjustment period with Dwayne. Um, working his way into that. And I think that what he did that last month of the season is he allowed himself to truly believe, hey, I, you know, I can go out and do this, you know, and and watching him, um, like I said, spending the time with him, getting to know him uh, as I have over these past couple months, uh, you know, you want to you want to build on those things. And then, like, you know, kind of with, with the other positions, you want to look at the things that Dwayne does well and then ha- have him do those things, you know, and, and then that builds confidence within itself. And then as you do that, you can expand on, on what you're doing offensively and what you would ask him to do. All right, so that is Scott Turner, Redskins Offensive Coordinator, Part 1. Coming up, Part 2, he'll continue to talk to reporters about his new offense. Lots of questions on the offensive line, tight end, uh, of course, and at quarterback. But you hear some of what he said about Dwayne Haskins that has to at least provide a little bit of hope. So Scott Turner, part two, uh, coming up next right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Once again, we are brought to you by Rock Auto. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here for rockauto.com. That's right. Check them out, rockauto.com. You know, with the ever-increasing numbers of different makes, Fiat, uh, Kia, Models, Pacifica, XT5s, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless seemingly intimidating questions and searches and waiting when you when you have access to everything at rockauto.com 
Com. It's simple. It's easy. You can do it from your home. You can do it from your phone in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money. And then you can use that for other important things like mortgage, food, maybe a vacation. Why not save yourself 30, 50% off, depending on whatever you might need at rockauto.com. Guys, it's simple. Go there now. And make sure, make sure you check out all they have. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Again, whatever car, whatever make, whatever model you have, truck, whatever it is, you get amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card all right we're back here on the locked on redskins podcast let's get out to part two of redskins offensive coordinator scott turner who met with the reporters that covered the team on a regular basis last week right here on the locked on redskins podcast a, a quick follow-up because you mentioned before you can kind of see some some things in the offseason with him how can you tell when you're in these little meetings and you're talking with different you know on video wise that this is someone you really you can see he's he's getting it or things are really working clicking what what are the what are the signs for you i just think like um you know if you're watching film i said I'm, I'm streaming film off my uh off my computer and we're watching and we'll ask him a question about hey what is this coverage and he'll give you the correct answer and then you say hey wh- why why is that and he was like well you know a team might be showing two high safeties but the will linebackers bumped over so he's like well it's obvious that the safety's going to rotate down late because they're leaving a space open for him you know what i mean and that might be you know and, and that's something that we talked about a few days earlier and now he picked up on it because he saw it and he understood you know the looks we're talking about and that's just a very simple example but just you know things like that or hey if we you know what's mo- this motion called and then he'll answer you correctly or you know what's our progression on this play it's something he talked about days before and he'll you know spit the answer out to you and it's not always like that sometimes you know you got to go back over things um, but that happens with everyone and I just think just when you when you can have that dialogue and you can and you understand that uh, they're giving you the correct answer they're repeating the things that you've talked about you know or in, in earlier sessions that's when you know it's really kind of starting to click. Michael Phillips. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Dwayne for a second if you don't mind are there things you've seen him do on the field where you say I like that. I can build plays and offense, anything around that, anything in particular about his skill set. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at him stand in the pocket. He doesn't need a lot of space uh, to operate. That's, you know, one thing that you worry about with players, uh, college football. College football, if you, look at, uh, if you look at quarterbacks in the pocket there, a lot of times there's just no one around them, you know, and that's just not how we play the game. I mean, there's people around you at all times. And so that's one of the first things that I looked at uh, when I got the job was, looking at Dwayne's pass reps and how did he operate in those tight in those tight pockets and his eyes stayed downfield um he's able to push the ball down the field those 20 30 40 yard throws um you know with velocity and not not needing a lot of space to generate that power with his body um 
you know, he's a big guy. So like, he's hard to bring down. He wasn't somebody I saw that firsthand uh, in Carolina when you, uh, the Redskins came in and, and beat us, you know, he got out of a couple plays and extended plays that way um, just because of how physical he is. So those are the things that really stand out. But the biggest thing, like you're going to make, you got to make money in this league as a quarterback by standing in there making throws down the field when it's tough. And, and he's shown enough of that, that, you know, his eyes aren't going to go down. He's not going to look at the defensive line. Um, he's going to hang in there you know, and, and force those throws or not force them, but you know what I mean? Execute the throws down the field. Matt Paris. Thanks. Thanks for doing this, Scott. I was just wondering when you're teaching an offense for the first time to a lot of these guys, what are some of the things about your scheme that you kind of try to emphasize to help and also help guys kind of learn it at a faster pace? Um, well, it's, you know, we do it in uh, like, we break it up as far as like installs. So, um, you know, we've gotten through, I think so far, you know, six or something like that at that point, at this point, and just, so it's in chunks. And then they're separated by like um, play type, you know, and then, and then we'll, we'll do like a situational install. So we'll do like a third and two to three or like third and four to six or so. So we try to like, and then we'll get to like a red zone install will be, you know, and then, uh, you know, we'll talk about two minute, you know, so we just kind of break it up in chunks, you know, first and second down is going to be, that's most of the game is first and second down. So, you know, we have most of our, uh, most of our information is going to be that. And we'll break that up in, in different installs and talking about our run game and our play action pass. And we try to just tie it, tie it together. Like, uh, like if you install a run, then you install the play action pass that looks like that run, you know, in the same day. And it kind of just it try to group things together as, as much as you can. Um, everybody's brain works differently. So you're going to have to deal with a little bit of that. Uh, but I try to make it as, as grouped together as, as I can. When you're teaching, are there like, key do's and don'ts or like you know maybe like um like philosophies that you're trying to get across or what are some of the yeah no for sure and like uh what and and every position's different you know so like um we've done a lot of stuff split up as far as just with the position groups we got a really good group of coaches uh on this staff and i'm familiar with you know the majority of them we were together in carolina um and and what they are first is their teachers you know so they all know this offense like the back of their hand and they know what we're trying to accomplish. So what I, I try to do is, is just delegate to them and let them spend the time with their guys to teach them. Um, and then, and then I've, and I've kind of been in and out of those meetings. And then we, uh, we meet with the quarterbacks at one because Alex is in Hawaii. So, so then I've spent all the time in there. And then with the quarterbacks, like to answer your question, like the big thing there is just like, every play try to explain to them what the objection what the objective is you know on that play and what we're trying to accomplish what's the philosophy behind it and yeah that that is something that we try to express to those guys Steve Wino hey Scott thanks for doing this uh, I'm curious about a guy that you only see on film really in, in Thaddeus Moss what do you kind of expect out of him obviously a guy coming off an injury but someone who put up some big numbers at LSU what can he do in the NFL right away you know, it's you can't. I, I don't think you can answer that. I mean, right now, as far as what he can do right away, um, I'm excited to get him. You know, get him in practice, like and with all these guys. You know, but I'm glad. I mean, we were, we were lucky to get him. You know, I'm glad we were able to, to sign him. Uh, obviously, a very productive player, um, and very productive in big games. You know, against high level opponents. So, um, 
you know, kind of just the same, and I, I hate to just keep using the same answers, but same thing we talked about with the receiver group and the running back group. I mean, get him in there. Um, you know, we acquired a couple other tight ends. We got, you know, uh, Sprinkle coming back that's been on the roster, a couple other guys, and and just let, put them in the mix and compete and, you know, see how that, see how that whole thing um, shakes out. All right, that is part two of Redskins offensive coordinator Scott Turner. Part three will come up on the next episode of LOR. Coming up next on this episode of LOR, we put 1995 into the time machine theme for the Washington Redskins. That's next. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, we finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast. In our time machine theme today, we look at 1995 after 1985 and what happened to Joe Theismann and the Redskins in the last episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. This, not very good. Although it was an improvement, right? They went from 3-13... and 13 in 1994 to 6-10, right? So, hey, a double of the wins. Can they do the same thing this year, right? And would 6-10 and 10 be okay, all things considered? I don't think so. Not with as bad as it's been, clearly. Uh, again, the head coach at that time, Norv Turner. The... Redskins were still, of course, run by Bobby Mitchell and Charlie Casserly. Jack Kent Cook was still the owner. The number four overall pick that year after a 3-13 season, Michael Westbrook, wide receiver from Colorado. They also picked up uh, Corey Raymer. And remember this, and my buddy Rick Snyder wrote about this at RedskinsReport.com in his Redskins Tales. Yeah, the Redskins with a seventh-round pick, number 226 overall, selected Scott Turner. Oh, yeah, you forgot about him, huh? Well, no, not the Scott Turner that's the offensive coordinator of the Washington Redskins, nor of Sun. No, this is the Scott Turner that was drafted by Norv Turner and was around the Scott Turner, but his full name is Eric Scott Turner. But he went by Scott Turner on the football field. He's now a politician. He's the executive director of the White House Opportunity and Revitalization Council, whatever that is. And he served as a Texas state rep. Um, Probably a good story there somewhere. So I might have to turn that around uh, and do something on that. But Scott Turner... Eric Scott Turner was the seventh round pick for the Washington Redskins. Again, they were six and 10 in that year under 
Norv Turner, Gus Ferrat, Heath Schuler, and Jeff Prom, your quarterbacks. Not very good. Nope, not very good for a team that was then starting a long, long, long decline from Super Bowl glory and greatness. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks, as always, for being with us. We once again thank our friends at Rock Auto and check them out at rockauto.com. That's rockauto.com. All right, today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Check them out, Built Bar. Dot com. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We invite you to also check out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast, available wherever you download the Locked On Redskins podcast, right? Who doesn't need a little fantasy in their lives and speculation? All right, that's going to do it for us. Have a great rest of your day and week. I'm Chris Russell. This is is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.